Are you ready to become toxic person proof? Hey guys, Sarah K. Ramsey here to help you find love and success after a toxic relationship so you can design a life you're actually excited about living. Hello, wonderful. This is Sarah. And have you ever wanted to get someone to believe you when there was a toxic person or toxic situation, work, home, romance, whatever, and you're like, oh my gosh, I just wish people would believe me. Um, I want to give you uh, three tips to what I call help people grow ears willing to hear. And there are many people, think about, um, well, there's I there's this really funny show called The Good Place that Kristen Bell is in. And uh, one of the characters was talking about um, internet fights and internet conversations and like amazingly unbelievable things. And one of the uh, things that they said was like, you know, things that would never happen, like someone having an argument on the internet and saying, oh, great, you changed my mind on that. You know, whether it is like a political conversation, you just hear a lot of people give their opinions um, and not a lot of minds changed. Uh, and unfortunately, the conversation around toxic people is very similar. So the reason it is so difficult to get someone to believe you if they both know the person, okay? So let's say, um, we'll say it's a toxic friend, okay? So um, this there's three friends. One friend is acting toxic and you think they're toxic and the other friend, you're trying to convince the other friend that this is true. This could, you know, I'm just using three friends as an example. You could be coworkers. You could be in a toxic romantic relationship and be trying to convince friends and family that the romantic relationship you're in is toxic. Um, what you are really doing is telling the you're fighting against the other person's ego because what our egos want to tell us is that if someone was toxic I would see it. Okay? Most people that is what their ego says. If someone was toxic I would see it. I could never be fooled. I could never raise a toxic person. I could never have a toxic person in my family. I could never have a toxic person in my church. I would never have hired a toxic person. I would never have dated a toxic person. Like whatever it is, whatever circumstances in, this is why it's so hard because you're not convincing them to believe you. You're convincing them to stop believing themselves. And that's why it is so hard. You are convincing them to stop believing themselves. And that is very hard to do. You're asking them to put their ego on the shelf. You're asking them to admit that they missed something. You're asking them to. And that is what it, that is what is so hard to do. And um, what makes the conversation so frustrating because they probably have a belief that if there was a toxic person, they would notice it, they would see it, they wouldn't have missed the signs, they wouldn't have missed the red flags. And basically, when you're coming to them, that's why it's easy to get people who aren't friends with them to believe you and understand you because their ego is not in play here. If you're talking about a toxic work situation, and you talk 
to the person who hired them, like say it's HR, and you're saying, hey, I think you've hired this toxic person. There's a lot of ego involved in the conversation. If you're talking to an HR person that you happen to be friends with at a different job that doesn't work there, it's going to be very easy to get them to believe you because their ego is not involved. Okay, so first off, as we start this conversation, I want you to see why it's so difficult. Okay, hugely important thing, because most people think I didn't say it the right way. They just don't believe me. They don't trust me. No, you are you are asking them to recognize the faultiness in their own judgment. Okay. Difficult. Now, here's how to help. Do not go with extreme labels like narcissism. Okay. Most of the time, if you label them, come up with some diagnosis, like you probably know what narcissism means. They don't. Okay. Um, so do, tip one, do not go in with extreme labels. Okay. Do not go in with extreme labels. Tip two is point out a pattern of behavior. Okay. So you wouldn't want to say, hey, I think this person's a narcissist. You might, what if you were saying, I'm married to a narcissist? Bad plan. You know, my husband exhibits a lot of controlling and angry characteristics. My husband is very, you know, he's very angry and controlling. Okay. That's already easier for them to see. Okay. There's not as much of a wall for them to diagnose your husband as a narcissist. There's a wall there that it's a big wall for them to jump over. If you say my husband's angry and controlling, or my husband is um, avoidant and irresponsible, or my uh, coworker is um, blaming and doesn't take responsibility for their work responsibilities, that's just easier, okay? So one, drop the label. Two, point out, you know, attributes, and then a pattern of that attribute, okay? For example, the coworker um, seems to be really angry. Four, and then three, three times that happened. You know, one, they sent out that really angry email. Two, they um, lost their temper at that meeting. And three, they uh, were yelling at someone after um, that project went badly. Okay. Verse, you know, when you, when you start talking about a diagnosis or something, it's just hard for them to hear you. But you want to point out a pattern of behavior. Three to five examples. I think they're an angry person. I think they're a controlling person. I think they're um, responsibility avoidant. For example, um, you know, this person can't hold down a job. They um, shirk responsibilities at home and they're running up credit card debt. Okay. Examples. It's hard to argue, did they send that angry email or not? 
Did they hold down a job or not? Okay, it's going to be easier for you to be heard. Okay, tip three is to try to point out situations that that person has seen with their own eyes. And to say something in the lines of like, I know that maybe you haven't seen as much as I have, but I know that one time you guys got in an argument and he got really angry. Or I know that one time you had to uh, talk to that person about shirking their work responsibilities. Okay. Because you remember, you're trying to convince them to not trust themselves anymore. Very hard. Okay. So you want to um, bring their experience in as much as possible because they're going to believe themselves. They want, we all, right? Like we want to believe ourselves more than we want to believe you, right? And which is fine. Use it to our advantage, right? So number one, no labels. Do not say, I think they're a narcissist or whatever. Number two, uh, point out a pattern of behavior. Like pick one attribute like, angry and three times that they exhibited anger. Okay. And point three, try to bring that person's experience in. I know that you guys had conflict recently too, or I know a couple of years ago, uh, you caught them in a lie, right? Whatever it is, you want to bring their own experience into the conversation as quickly as possible. And if they just, you know, it's interesting how many um, women get divorced and they try, they love their mother-in-law and they try to convince their mother-in-law that their son is toxic. And I mean, whoa, 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 whoa. That mother has seen so much and she has ignored so much like, whoa, that's a, that's super difficult. I know it's very disheartening, you know, that your in-laws aren't supporting you anymore, but that is a, um, you know, very, very difficult and hard conversation to have. Okay. So, uh, you want to, um, try to make it as easy on yourself as possible. So I, if it's somebody who just literally doesn't have ears willing to hear, cause it's like, I wouldn't have raised a narcissist or I wouldn't have hired a narcissist or I would, I would have seen if they were, you know, emotionally abusive to you or cheating at work or cheating. I would have seen it. I would have seen it. I would have seen it. Their ego is what you are fighting against. It's not your communication style. It's not because they don't care about you. It's not because they don't believe you as much as him. They don't want to face their own ego. But the three tips I have given you are the best way because um, it starts to break down. And usually these are going to be conversations that are going to have to be had more than once. Um, you know, it's very few situations that it's like you tell them one thing and they're like, oh, yeah, amazing. Right. Uh, unless they've seen a lot themselves anyway. So don't blame yourself or think you're a bad communicator. Um, this is just what happens? So uh, I hope this helps. Those three tips help you um, be heard and, and get the help and support you need on your journey to becoming toxic person proof. 
Hello, wonderful. This is Sarah, and I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. I know that there was something that you can take away to help you get past the past, get real about the present, or get serious about your future. And if I did my job, then hopefully it will help you with all three. If you are not in my Facebook group, Finding Love and Success After a Toxic Relationship, then consider this your personal invitation from me. I'm there live. There's tons of support. And most importantly, tons more information to help you on your journey to become toxic person proof.